0: You're listening to Dirty Feet, a podcast from No More Radio. Vous écoutez le podcast Dirty Feet sur les ondes de No More Radio. Hosted by... Animé par... Alison Burns... J.D. Papillon... Et stephanie Moréroba. Stay tuned. We're going to move you. On today's episode of Dirty Feet, we're going to be talking about Little Lady. Little Lady is a character created by Sandrine Lafonde. Uh, she's a clowny, dancey kind of character. And uh, Sandrin created her in 2011 when uh, she made their first sh- solo show called Little Lady, combining her circus and dance performance background into this production. Uh, most recently, Little Lady's Meanders, which is the new show featuring this character, is being presented by Dansite at Go here in Montreal. So we're going to talk to Sandrine a bit about where this character came from, where she's headed, and about uh, her, her background influences on the creation. Enjoy. Catherine Lafonde is a contemporary dance and circus artist. She has performed for Cirque du Soleil, Céline Dion, and mm-hmm. Marie Chouinard. Today, we will be talking about her solo show, Little Ladies Meanders, uh, which also integrates her new interest, Clown. The show is currently being presented at Espasco here in Montreal. Uh, now, new passion, I, I'm saying new because uh, as far as I understand, you studied clown for for a while there and then in
1: 2011 you created your first project with this character little lady yes because i've been dancing since i was five years old i did that all my life and then uh five a bit more than five years ago i started to study clown and uh and buffon And I really, uh, my goal was really to create a character. I didn't, I've never, I never wanted to be a clown and I actually do not wear the, the red nose on stage. Um, but studying clown gave me the technique, um, to actually create a character.
0: And then there's also uh, circus in your background, working with Cirque du Soleil, and, and I imagine that also includes some acrobatics in
1: there. Where did that
0: uh, come into your your
1: parcours?
0: Just before
1: creating basically that that character, I worked for uh, around five years with Cirque, and the influence of the circus, I would say, in uh, with that character, is the makeup. It's a heavy makeup. Uh, so it's definitely exactly in, in, in line with what I did with said Soleil before. Um, the costume also itself, it's very, um, very flashy, a lot of colors. Um, and I don't do acrobatics, but I am a very flexible uh, person. I was just born like that. I was very lucky. So I I basically... Use everything that I was born with physically and even like, you know, positions that I was never asked to do on stage because as a dancer I wasn't required. So it just gives me the freedom through that character to just really enjoy all my possibilities.
0: And as far as creating your own work,
1: is this, is this the debut of it when you started working on the, the little lady character? Um, it's actually the second piece. So I created the first one, um, in 2011, 2012. Um, I did um, a fringe tour through the States and, um, and Canada. So this is the second piece for theater. Uh, but Little Lady has also a life, um, on videos. We have like short two-minute videos, Little Lady at the Beach, Little Lady in the snow, in the desert. And also through my travels, um, I take pictures of Little Lady in every city I go. Um, so she, you know, she went to China on the, the Great Wall, uh, in Macau, you know, in the south of France, like everywhere. So she has different, she exists through different medium. And this, this
0: character itself, from what I can tell from the, the images and the videos that are available on uh, littlelady.org, she has uh, some contradictions in her in her age. She's got this head wrap and these big glasses and a cane. Uh, but at the same time, you've, you, you've got these beautiful bare legs doing extraordinary things, showing strength. So uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the personality of Little Lady that delves further than my, my perception right now?
1: Little lady in general is seen as being kind of half old, half young. Uh, but really in when I created her, she's actually half human, half cockroach. So that's why uh, she's really physically, you know, weird. Um, But also that's why she, you know, her hair, her head is covered, her hair, uh, because she has antennas under and she doesn't want people to see them. Otherwise, that's way too weird. So but most of the time people see her as an older lady. So, yes, that's why it's confusing. It's like the the top is a bit older and then the bottom is not old at all. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: But I like the confusion. Mm (laughs) In uh, this, sh- this show itself, the, the kind of second reprise on stage for Little Lady, Little Lady Meanders, uh, ten seems to be about um, relationships and misunderstandings and love. Did the themes of the new work come about from the drive of the character or did something else inspire you to explore this territory in your new work?
1: Um, I still get really inspired from my life in Vegas. Uh, the first show was really about um, overconsumption of uh, of pills of uh, medicaments and uh, plastic surgery, and this one is really for me at the base about loneliness and overconsumption of anything that we hear that we're supposed to buy and enjoy all the time. So, um, so yeah, those were the the really the the, the seeds. Of uh, of the creation, and then it, it it evolved through that.
0: And what was it you were doing in Las Vegas for five years?
1: Okay. Uh, for, Celine for Celine Dion, for five years for her uh, her first show there, A New Day. In the description, you've also mentioned that it's a, a burlesque fable, and
0: I'm wondering what that what that refers to. It says uh, this highly colorful one woman is a one woman show is a burlesque fable full of laughter and emotion. I also noticed that uh, Holly Goche Frankel is noted as one of the the voices, I yeah believe, yeah in your work,
1: yeah Holly is a is a great friend, and she accepted to be part of the Little lady adventure, yeah, and I know she is a burlesque uh um actress. I wouldn't say um it's not burlesque in the way that holy practice i think it would be more in the way that it's really colorful um it's what we see in burlesque where you know they are like you know it's it's flashy um they are it's you know um with stress and uh, um dif- different like um Uh, material like it's it's all glamorous and that way and -hmm. little lady has that in her because she was born in vegas so like her glasses have um diamond on them you know she she has like a fur coat Mm -hmm. so she has that even if it's not too in your eyes but it's still there that's why All right. So after creating the
0: first little lady show in 2011, you did that fringe tour you were talking about in 2012 where you went to, what was it, 10 cities?
1: Uh, yeah, 10 cities for a total of 68 shows.
0: Madness. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So of course, of course, I'm, uh, I'm also familiar with the fringe circuit. We did a, we did a tour last summer with not quite as many, as many cities under our belt, but, um, but I'm familiar with, with how the, the fringe tour can be a blast. It can also be like a hotbed for like inspiration and, uh, artistic development with your, your endless repetition of the show. You can kind of see, uh, where it's going to go and all that. I guess what I'm most curious about is, is how it, um, contrasts what you were most likely doing was Cirque Touring around in a completely different environment where there's lots of support uh, versus your own work. You're on the streets, flyering, pushing yourself, you know, finding your own, your own way around the country and your own places to sleep.
1: Uh, yeah, how was that? Um, I had a blast because I was really ready to create my own show and being in charge of what i wanted exactly to happen um so i mean my time with cirque was absolutely fantastic i mean you mentioned it like the the conditions are amazing you're traveling the world um you know i i did special events all around the world and you know you, you're just put up in beautiful places and um so you know i had a blast with them but i was ready to go back on the the one on one to actually see my audience meet them be closer to them because i felt like the, the you know those big shows are really really amazing but i felt personally far away from the audience so i wanted to come back to that to come back to something um more simple um, and still full of imagination and creativity, but on another level. Um, so definitely taking on a fringe tour was absolutely crazy. Just in my car with my stage manager, uh, all the props and decor on the back and just basically driving from town to town was, uh, was really heavy. And I mean, I learned so much, um, how to sell my show. Um, what do people want to hear when they are in the lineup for another show that's going to make them want to come and see my show, figure it out who they are really, really fast. And what do I need to say? It may not be exactly what I do in my show, but what is the word that is going to make them want to come and see my show? And even if it's not the kind of show they're going to like, I just need to come. I need them to come and then there then I start my work to make sure that they like what I do. So I learned so much how to sell myself how to present Little Lady as a character, the show itself. Um, and the reason why I took on so many cities is because it was my first time as a creator and interpret and creating a character. Um, and I really wanted to make sure that I thought 10 towns, by the end, the show is going to be so tight. If you don't like it, it means that it's because it's not your taste, but it's not because it's not going to be good, because mm-hmm. it's going to be really, really good. So it helped me also to evolve through those 10 cities to actually really become Little Lady. And that was really the reason why I signed on 10, 10 cities. Yeah.
0: So your show in in, uh, in the Fridge Festival in New York and your show over in Vancouver Fringe oh, are completely different, it's I imagine. So
1: different. I remember like watch at the end of the tour, I actually watched the, the the first show in New York and I'm like, ooh, yes. Oh, so happy we worked on that. <laughs> <laughs> Were there lessons from that
0: that you could carry over in this new creation that you, the, the little lady meanders that you produced
1: afterwards? Um, w- what I learned through that is that, you know, it seems fantastic to do everything yourself, but, I need support. So when I came back, all my friends were like, it was, you know, it was time already to, to register for the next um, tour for Fringe. And I was just like, you know, guys, I'm not registering for that. Like, I want support. I, I want to, to have help. So I was able, I was lucky enough to get a, a co-production with Dancite. Then through them, have Espace Go, have a real theater where I can actually settle down, create, um, ask for a grant, uh, I actually got the grant for creation. So actually everybody got paid this time compared to the first tour where everything was paid, but nobody got paid. And that was really important for me. Like I, you know, on a certain point, everybody needs to have a living. So let's let's make it also worth it financially for everybody. So that was a big change for me. Like I didn't want to go on on the road and and not make a living. I've made a living through my art all my life. And, you know, I, I want that to continue, of course. Um, and even through, like, I'm not even done with, with the show, but I've, I learned, you know, the, 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 there are other people that I, that I really need with me to support me and help me to bring it again to the next level. So that's, it's a learning curve. Yeah. On this
0: show, you're working with, uh, plenty of people. I think there's two other people involved in the costume design. There's somebody involved in makeup and props. Um, and it, it sounds like there's, there's. You couldn't pack up the show and take it on the road. Like There's a lot of elements involved. Uh, yeah. Do you want to tell us a bit about maybe your, your prop work and your costume?
1: Um, it's actually a show that will be really, really, really light to, to tour, but not for a fringe. Uh, definitely. It's way more than 50 minutes in and out. Um, I, did, um, I made all the props and decor myself over the last two or three months. Uh, it was the first time. It was absolutely fantastic to figure out all of it and seeing, you know, I had specific images and being actually able to make them come true was amazing. Uh, Miriam Cusson, who is also one of the, um, the uh, director uh, helped me in the, in the vision. Um, but I had, you know, a lot of, um, support and people working with me. Um, I have to, um, Two directors that also helped me with the text and the translation. Um, So it's, you know, it's not just myself. Of course, I carry all that myself, but I have really wonderful support with all the team. Last year, you performed the original The Little Lady work
0: in uh, Tokyo. Different different societies tend to have different humor uh, and is uh, different from us. Um, as Tokyo, how did uh, they respond to, to your work? Was it uh, much different? They laugh at different times than us North Americans?
1: I have to say, no. They were, uh, uh, the big difference for me, let's say, would be when I went to Orlando, when people actually would talk to me in the audience. They actually talked to little lady. And I was just like, oh, okay, great, fantastic. Um, and then you go to London, Ontario, and it's like you can hear a fly passing by and they like it but they react very differently um in in japan no they 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 reacted like north american like they really loved it they were just amazed by the character like first of all it's like okay what is that and then once they you know let go of wondering what it is then they start to enjoy but i didn't no, i didn't feel that much difference between them and north america actually i was surprised hmm and it's a it's a piece without language,
0: right? You yes. you make uh, vocalizations, but not necessarily.
1: Yeah, the, because little lady doesn't doesn't talk. She makes noises. Um, so um, so you know that first one is really really easy to tour. The second one is going to be translated wherever we go, and it's already in French and in English. But they are voiceovers, being one of them, being Holly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the desire to actually um, have real words in this one was for the audience to be able to um to fill in the show even more because the first one was really about the discovery of what and who is little lady and for myself too Mm -hmm. as a as a creator and for the audience and this one i really wanted to have um to explore a situation that any of us has been through already.
0: Uh, do you want to talk a
1: little bit about the soundscape of the, of the piece Little Lady Meanders? Yeah. Um, I'm really, uh, lucky because the, I have a composer. Uh, his name is Yves Rullard and he works, um, I have, I met him when I was working with Celine. Because he works with her as a musician. He works also for many other people, Um, many other musicians. Uh, He's absolutely fantastic because he really understands the the world of Little Lady. And he's the one who's been making all the the musics since the beginning, even for the videos. Um, He actually saw the show, Our So Little Lady Live, for the first time last week. So he'd been creating and creating music for so long without really seeing her. Uh, hopefully, he loved her, so that was great. <laughs> so I, I know we're going to continue working together. And there are a lot of like um, noises also throughout the show. Like the, the 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 cues for the music and the the sounds are like it's it's endless. It, it's a lot for the person who is actually at the at the soundboard um because sometimes I follow them sometimes they have to follow me. It was already like that for the first show, but this one is even like doubled and it's really, really important because it really helps for the audience to to feel the um you know where she's out emotionally to be able to um, to just transmit it to to the audience
0: so we're going to play a little bit of uh Yves Frula's work now for an impression of uh, of the atmosphere at Little Ladies Meandering. back in 2012, when you made your tour, you purposefully left out Montreal. So has the time come where you where you feel um, confident enough to present your work back here at home?
1: Yeah, the reason was really like to not be home. It was too early in the tour. And I felt that the, uh, the character from my point of view wasn't solid enough. Um, and so, yeah, now I feel comfortable to actually introduce Little Lady to all my friends that have heard about Little Lady since 2011. Um, um, so, yeah, and it's... But, oh, my God, the week before, I was so stressed. Because still, it's a big thing. People know me for Marie for Cirque, for Celine, and they know me as an interpret, but not as a creator also. So that's a, that's a big step for me and for them, you know, to... Uh, for them to be able to see me on a different light. Um, so, yeah, with this show, I was like, okay, now, now I feel ready. She is strong enough as a character herself to carry herself. Um, so, yeah, it, and it has been a blast to, to actually see, you know, the faces that I know in the audience to recognize them every night. Yeah, that's a real treat. Hmm. <laughs>
0: I'm curious about how, um, your, your body awareness, like you, you have an incredible physical history of, of performance, uh, when you, when you began to work in this, in this field with, with clown and integrating that into your work, um, was that a confusing journey or did it inform very well? Is there, was there already a strong connection?
1: Um, When I started to create, uh, when when I went into clown and create a character, in my mind, it was really because I really wanted to stay on stage, but um, the dance is ask you so much physically. I've pushed my body since I was five and I was just, I really wanted to stay on stage, but not to push it anymore the way I was asked to. So um, I really wanted to do a transition for An aging body and a soul also aging. So the, the character, when I created it physically, it, it was nice because I could go in, in any uh, situation, physical situation and make it interesting. And by giving position, physical positions that I would have never been asked, um, when I was working for companies. Um, so also, Basically, I do my show. I don't need to warm up before my show. I do yoga. I make myself really strong during the day. Of course, I train, but I don't need to warm up because I go into my facilities. And it's really enjoyable to do that because I just feel like I'm at home. I'm at home working with my body and using all those little details that I could even, you know, take from my my everyday life, but just put them on stage with the light on. So it's a it's very, uh, very enjoyable. In this kind of work, like your your audience reaction is
0: is vital, or um, not just to inform you of what's going on, but it's it seems to build uh, the show itself. It's kind of you're doing it together. How do you you must have to approach then the video work that you do with Little Lady completely differently because in that sense you're you're putting it out there and it's not necessarily getting a reaction live.
1: Uh, for me, the, as much as it's the same character, the, um, the videos for me are, uh, and the, the stage work, I see it in a very different way. Um, for me, like the, you know, the videos are like little snippets of a little lady's adventure. Oh, she's, you know, at the beach in the snow. Um, so I see it as something very detached, even if it's the same character. On stage, what, what I love is, um, all my life in contemporary dance, we have a fourth wall where we don't communicate that much with the audience. We don't, um, what is nice with the character is that if somebody says something or drops something, I can react to that and I can play with that. I can um, drop the script, go with the audience if there is something happening and then once I'm done with them, come back and continue with the script. Um uh, Like I remember in uh in Orla- I had that somewhere else, but I remember very clearly in Orlando when I did my first show um, on, on a certain point, I don't know why, but there was there was a mother I'm sure with a baby passing very, very close from the backstage wall and we the only thing we could hear was the baby crying like it was the end of the world and well everybody heard it, so I had to stop and play with that and then come back so and when the audience sees that you're listening so much to them. Then there is definitely no fourth wall. They are with you Mm. in your room, in your world, and that is to have that freedom to include them. Um, You know, let's say if somebody's like, "Oh, achoo," and I, you know, I just turn around and look at them and acknowledge that I heard them, Um, and that just like brings the communication with the audience. Oh, it's absolutely fantastic. I, I love that.
0: So Las Vegas has been such a such a source of inspiration for you. It sounds like, well, especially for Little Lady. And these themes of uh, overconsumption and um, and and fakeness, perhaps. Is mm-hmm. that fair? And disappointment, yeah. miscommunication.
1: Do you have a love-hate relationship with Las Vegas? When I left it after five years in the show, yes, I did. Yeah, I was really like, oh, I love it, but God, I hate it. Like I... By now I'm fine. It took me a few years, but, um, I, there is what I love from Vegas is the, the desert, the, really the emptiness. You can be in the desert and you can see like the sky 360. It's absolutely fantastic. And you can really be alone in the desert. Like it's kind of a luxury by now because we're so many, um, to know that you go on a trail and you're not going to meet anybody. You actually need to have water and cell phone and everything to make sure you're safe. And that is fantastic. What, not you know the strip and that overflowing of people that are there just to you know with the dream to make money and the american dream and you know making more and buying more and wanting more because that's going to make them happy that for sure was a big um a big no no for me um i don't gamble i don't you know really go out i don't over drink or whatever so that was so far from me that at the beginning i really really re- rejected it but then when I left after the five years, I realized that it actually really in, inspired me. And it really became one of the theme of Little Lady. The, you know, the, everything is more, 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 more all the time because it's supposed to make you more happy. And we know it's not true, but we're also raised to, to believe that. So somewhere we do believe it, that we want it or not, we go through that every single day. Um so it's it's definitely something that it it's present in my um in my work because it's present in, in our life. What's gonna be next for little lady? Aha <laughs> Well I already have the uh, um I have the costume. I have a new costume. This is the same one but with some different attachment uh for the next show that uh, I'm not going to tell you more about that, but that's the, the, the second show follows the first one that there, there, there is definitely um, you, you can follow the the story through the different shows. Um, you can see, of course, the number two without needing to see the number one um, through the number two and the voiceover, you kind of have hints of where she comes from and what happened. Um, so I definitely have the number three, you know, um, it's not written yet, but I know what, what it's going to be. Um, Otherwise, I have uh, two videos um, that are going to be coming out this spring and uh, the summer. Um, one is a little lady in the cherry blossom that I filmed last year when I was uh, in Tokyo. And a little lady at the beach that I filmed when I was in Singapore uh, last, uh, last winter. Um, so that's what's coming up for her. So I have some uh, video work to do. <laughs> So it sounds like you, you've found great comfort in, in Little Lady and she's going to stick around for a while. Yes. Yes, she's definitely taking her life on her own. And I feel sometimes that she's, you know, she's she she she's gone already. She's like traveling and I'm still here and I'm wondering where she is. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, she she definitely has her own life. I just have to keep up with her.
0: Little Lady's Meanders or Les Meandres de Little Lady is a solo show by dance and circus artists and our guest today, Sandrine Lafond. And it's being presented by Danse Cité at Espasco in Montreal until the 7th of March. There's also a talk back on March 5th after the show. Um, so if you want to hear more insight from Sandrine, that would be a good time to go. You can also visit LittleLady.org to see videos and photos featuring Little Lady and uh, and all the rest. Thanks so much
1: for being here today. Thank you so much. <laughs> Dirty Feet was previously recorded at the Montreal Improv Theatre and is currently recorded out of Mainline Theatre. Thanks, dudes.
0: Dirty Feet is produit et animé par... Produced and hosted by Alison Burns
1: J.D. Papillon
0: and Stéphanie Moreiro-Bas. You can find out more about our show at nomoreradio.com Follow us on Twitter at Dirty Dirty Feet and find us on Facebook at Dirty Feet Podcast Vous pouvez écouter tous nos épisodes sur notre site web ou vous pouvez vous abonner également sur iTunes and notre podcast. Listen to past episodes on website or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. While you're there, be sure to give us a rating and or leave a comment to help us spread the word. Tune in next week for a whole new show.